Welcome to the King's Anywhere podcast, inspirational teaching, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you're ready. So today we're going to be looking at being empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're going to take our first reading from Acts 1, 4 to 8. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around in a mast. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Before we move on, just a couple of background points. This was after the crucifixion, just before Jesus' ascension. But one thing that really stands out to me here is that they were all together, having a meal together in community. And they were talking about the things of God. What a great picture for the church, that we still gather in community, we're still eating together, we're still communing together, we're still communing together even, and we are still talking about God. And I love the interaction in verses 7 and 8. The disciples ask a question that Jesus doesn't directly answer. Instead, rather than talk about the eschatology of the end times, instead he underlines the mission. And that what a great picture for us, not to be distracted from what we have been called to do. Let's not get distracted with what may or may not happen, but let's just get on with the mission that Jesus has given us. Discipleship means learning about him. It means following him and sharing him with others. Discipleship is not a passive experience. The very nature of it demands self-aware action every day. But we have the Holy Spirit to help us do that. Because you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, be encouraged. The Spirit means that we are never truly alone, even when facing everything that life throws at us. John 14 If you love me, keep my commands. I now will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you with as orphans, I will come to you. The majority view in the UK today is that God, if he is even real, is a long way removed from a normal person's day to day. According to a recent YouGov poll, only two out of five people believe in any God or higher power in the UK. And even more surprisingly, two in five people who report to be Christians in the survey say that God is not at all important in their lives. Incredible. God to the majority of people in the UK has become irrelevant. He is either not real or a long way removed and not interested in people. If you want to read more about that, I include those uh, that are linked to that article in the notes. So when I found this story on the internet, I really liked it as it simply explains how close God is 
I envy Kevin. My brother Kevin thinks God lives under his bed. At least that's what I heard him say one night. He was praying out loud in his dark bedroom and I stopped to listen. Are you there, God? he said. Where are you? Oh, I see, under the bed. I giggled softly and tiptoed off to my own room. Kevin's unique perspectives are often a source of amusement. But that night, something else lingered long after the humour. I realised for the first time the very different world Kevin lives in. He was born 30 years ago, mentally disabled as a result of difficulties during labour. Apart from his size, he's six foot two. There are few ways in which he is an adult. He reasons and communicates with the capabilities of a seven-year-old, and he always will. He will probably always believe that God lives under his bed. Free from pride and unconcerned with appearances, Kevin is not afraid to cry when he is hurt, angry or sorry. He is always transparent, always sincere, and he trusts God. Who knows if Kevin comprehends things I can never learn. After all, he has spent his whole life in that kind of innocence, praying after dark and soaking up the goodness of God. And one day when the mysteries of heaven are opened, and we are all amazed at how close God really is to our hearts, I realise that God heard the simple prayers of a boy who believed that God lived under his bed. Kevin won't be surprised at all. One of the things that made me story about this story was that Kevin, in his simple way, understood things that older, wiser people struggle with. God is much closer than people recognise. Through his Holy Spirit, God is close. However, even Kevin didn't get it quite right. God is closer than under the bed. God lives in us. He feels what we feel. He knows our life and knows everything that is going on with us. God indwells with those who have accepted Christ. So be encouraged. God is close to you. You are not an orphan. You are a child of God with all the rights and responsibilities that comes from being a full family member. Remember every day just how close God is. Because you have been filled with the Spirit, you are also enriched. The Spirit has placed a gift within you to build the Church of Jesus through your actions. 1 Corinthians 12 Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the Church, first of all, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance and of different kinds of tongues are all apostles are all prophets are all teachers do all work miracles do all have gifts of healing do all speak in tongues do all interpret now eagerly desire the greater gifts none of us are the complete deal only jesus perfectly embodies all of the gifts our living savior the head of the church at his body we are different and differently gifted by the Holy Spirit. We are called to live in a community of believers where each gift can operate to build and encourage one another for the mission to be fulfilled. Whilst we are different, the mission for each one of us stays the same. We are all called to be as witnesses to every part of the world. We can quickly become overwhelmed with the world bit. So let me put it a slightly different way. You have been called and enriched by the Holy Spirit 
to take Jesus to your neighbours, your friends, your family, your work colleagues, your street. You are the person that is being called by Jesus to make that stand for his gospel. You are the ambassador of heaven in every gathering of people you are in. You are equipped with and by the Holy Spirit to make that stand to the ends of the earth. Warrington in Jesus' description would fit into that category. If the Holy Spirit has put a different people group in your heart, then go do it there. It's the same mission. So you have the mission. You are filled with the Spirit to make that a reality. Now go and do it. Remember, we don't have a spirit of fear that causes us to run away from the mission that Jesus has given us. It's at this point that historically I failed. And perhaps you are in the same boat. I've understood the mission and truth of being filled with the Spirit, but I've lacked a method to help me do that. That is until I read a book by Rick Richardson called Reimagining Evangelism last year, and he gave me these three easy steps. I'll share them with you. The first step is ask God good questions and listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. I think that's that question there, that first step, is about aligning our hearts with the heart of God, just reminding ourselves that God doesn't want anyone to perish, but all to have eternal life. The second step, learn to have great conversations with people. And the third step, look for opportunities to pray with people. Last week, Ali was walking the dog in the morning, as she normally does. She has met a few people at her around the dog walk at that time and always says hello. Last week after being challenged by the training she received on seabed, rather than just say a quick hello, she was going to risk having a conversation with someone. So when she met a woman on the walk, she didn't just say the normal hello, but asked the woman how her week was going. The woman in her early 60s moved to walk on, but stopped and turned to Ali and told her how much pain the family were in, especially her sister, as her brother-in-law had been missing for a few days. Ali responded that she was a Christian and could pray for her sister and the rest of the family. At first the woman didn't register, so Ali used her sister's name along with the promise to pray. A chance encounter led to a quick discussion and the hope found in prayer. Ali doesn't know today any further points to that story. But who knows what God could do later that day or that week? Who knows if that was a God moment for that woman and that family? We don't sometimes see the big picture, but the Holy Spirit does. We just need to be available to risk a conversation. And if the opportunity arises, offer to pray. Don't be overwhelmed by the size of the task or overcome with fear. Just take it one conversation at a time and remember that you have been enriched by the Holy Spirit for this very purpose. Remember, ask God good questions, listen to the Holy Spirit, learn to have great conversations with people and look for the opportunities to pray with them. Because you have been filled with the Spirit, you are embraced. The Spirit is evidence of the Father's overwhelming love for you. 1 John 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. Lavished. 
that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are! Exclamation mark. John's not mine. I wish we could just sit and read and reread 1 John 3 over and over again. Have some music playing and just let that truth sink in and overwhelm you. God has lavished his great love on us and calls us children. You are a precious child of God. Make some room today or this week to read 1 John 3 1 and let the Holy Spirit show you how much you are loved. Don't rush it, just spend a few minutes in his presence. Have you ever been battered and bruised by life's events and you have needed to be embraced, to be held safe in someone's loving arms? Have you seen a loved one go through a tough time and your loving instinct is just to simply gather them into an embrace? Have you seen a a child's natural reaction when they have taken a tumble in the playground. They're upset and look for mum and dad to run to their open armed to be in their arms. A child knows instinctively that everything will be okay if they're in those arms. This is the language that the Bible uses about our loving father in heaven. We are his children and we get to cry Abba, Father, Daddy. When we have taken a tumble and find ourselves in prayer, we should run to him and be gathered into his arms. Isaiah 40.11 puts it like this, He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. And Galatians 4.6 Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who cries out, Abba, Father. Never believe the enemy when he tries to tell you that God is far away, uncaring or cold-hearted. This is not our reality. You are loved by the Holy Spirit that is in you, and that calls out, Abba, Father. Because you have been filled with the Spirit, you are empowered. The Spirit connects us to the power of heaven and reminds us that all things are possible for God. I read the next Ephesians 3.20 from the Message Version, just because it's just great. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine, or guess, or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Let's take Peter giving the first sermon in Acts at the beginning of the church. Just a few days before, he was denying Jesus and had been overwhelmed with fear. Yet it was the Holy Spirit's will that Peter preached to the crowd in Jerusalem. This man who had been so overwhelmed by events was now giving the good news of Jesus to a crowd of people that had probably shouted for Jesus to be crucified. He preached empowered by the Holy Spirit and 3,000 people were added to the church that day. But my favourite story at the start of the church actually happens in the next chapter, in Acts 3. Peter and John are just going about their normal day when a lame beggar asks for money. This person was not an inconvenience to Peter and John. Both of the disciples treated this man just as Jesus would have treated him. Now seeing the opportunity, Peter utters these now famous words. Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. 
in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. A miracle happens. The man walks. The people rush to see what has happened. Seeing a crowd, the disciples take the opportunity to share the gospel. It so annoyed the temple authorities, they both end up in jail. Read the case in chapter 4. See how the Holy Spirit has changed, changed Peter. He is no longer a man afraid of earthly authority. He is now fully aware of the heavenly authority that he has because of the Holy Spirit in his life. Is someone you know sick? Ask to pray for them. Who knows what the God of the impossible will choose to do? If it gathers a family crowd, give them the gospel. All believers of the same spirit as Peter and John, the same mission, the same authority. Jesus has commissioned you, just like his first disciples, to be his hands and feet, to change the world as he would change it. Read Acts of the Apostles. Let it stir your faith. Let us see some more miracles in our lives. I think the biggest reason I've not seen more miracles is that I've simply not asked for them. I'm going to start asking more. And when God does the impossible, I'll also be ready to share the good news of Jesus. Remember, you are Holy Spirit empowered. So, as a result of the Holy Spirit who indwells in your life, you can be encouraged because he enriches you, embraces you, and empowers you. As the Bible says, the Holy Spirit equips the saints for works of ministry to build up the body of Christ. Serve Jesus your friend, build his church by reaching the lost and the broken. Take the hope of the gospel to the despairing, bring the justice of heaven to the fatherless. Be what he has called and equipped you to be. Ask good questions of people around you and take every opportunity to pray with people. Bless you. We hope you enjoyed this message. To find out more about King's Church Warrington, visit our website or find us on Facebook and Instagram.